0: Occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. Hey, welcome back to Myths, Magic, and Murder.
1: This is episode 25. I'm Abby.
0: I'm Kate, and we'll be your ghostesses on this fine day.
1: Hope you had a good Easter. If you celebrate Easter.
0: If you didn't, hope you had a great long weekend.
1: Sunday. Every day's a long weekend and we're all in the house.
0: (laughs) That is sadly true. What have you been doing this quarantine?
1: Making a podcast?
0: No way, me too.
1: That's such a coincidence.
0: (laughs) Putting hexes on people?
1: Oh, I was going to say eating snacks. (laughs) Painting?
0: Yeah, it's been a time of good self-reflection, I suppose.
1: It has, yeah. It's obviously awful, but at least we can have a couple little good things come out of it.
0: Yeah, I feel like I appreciate nature more, which is nice.
1: That's lovely. Hmm. I appreciate...
0: Nothing, by the sounds of it.
1: (laughs) I appreciate everything, all the time.
0: Uh Uh-huh, sure you do. Let us know what you appreciate and what you have been up to.
1: Yeah, let us know what you've been doing, what you've been watching, what you've been listening to.
0: Who you've been watching.
1: As in, like... Shows or people in the street. People in the street. Don't tell us that. It's weird (laughs) and creepy.
0: All right, loser. Tell me, not her.
1: What are you talking about today, Kate?
0: I am going to be telling you all about Mary King's Close. It's a haunted underground town in Scotland.
1: The whole town is underground? Yep. I'm excited to learn about this. I know nothing about it.
0: Good. What about you?
1: I'm talking about (laughs) the Stanley Hotel. The hotel that inspired The Shining.
0: I have not seen that.
1: We'll watch it later. Have you? I have, but a long time ago and I <sighs> Finally. No, it. Finally, no, that's fine. Just say that
0: you have because that way at least we've watched one film that we've spoken about here.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> you want to uh
1: just get straight into it?
0: Crack on.
1: Yeah, we might as well. I've got nothing else to talk about. We haven't really been up
0: to much. Yeah, there's not a powerful amount going on right now.
1: So, uh, how familiar are you with this story? Or with the concept of the hotel, the ghosts?
0: Um no, i didn't watch the shining i don't know about it because i haven't watched it
1: i mean it's not really it's not kind it's not really the same thing it's more just like it's haunted and also this the stephen king wrote a book you know what i mean
0: yeah no i, I don't know anything okay well
1: it's just because some of the ghosts are kind of famous people talk about them quite a lot the stanley hotel is a 142 room hotel in colorado united states shout out to colorado whoop whoop It's approximately five miles from the Rocky Mountain National Park and offers beautiful panoramic mountain views.
0: Ooh, very nice. Maybe I'll go.
1: We should go. My sources are Wikipedia, Colorado.com, OutThereColorado.com, StrangerDimensions.com, StanleyHotel.com, and TripSavvy. Also Reservations.com because only because I looked at staying there. I just For wanted real. to see. <laughs> I just wanted to see how it worked.
0: For goodness' sake,
1: you can book specific. You can click what kind of room you want, and one of them is like spooky room, like haunted room. Why would you want that? No, because people want to see the ghost. Not on board. You can specifically book Stephen King's room as well, and like use his desk and sleep in the bed. Wow. Yeah, there's a famous ghost there. I'll talk about her in a little bit. Okie dokie. This hotel is huge.
0: Well, 174 rooms is pretty big.
1: 142. I don't know what you got that number for.
0: Listen, I'm trying. I knew it was 100 and something. It's been a long day. It's
1: got like guest houses and it's it's a huge hotel. And it was built by Freeland Oscar Stanley, who was famous for uh, confounding the Stanley Motor Carriage Company, which built steam engine cars. Stanley opened the hotel in 1909 as a resort for the upper class and a health retreat for sufferers of tuberculosis. That's nice. Kind of specific, but it's very nice. Mm In 1974, horror writer Stephen King and his wife Tabitha spent a night at the Stanley Hotel. At this point, it was kind of run down and the hotel was closing for the winter. So when they arrived, there was only a skeleton crew and no other paying guests. A crew of skeletons. Yeah, that's why it was so spooky. They were like, oh my god, skeletons. (laughs) Oh my god, is that bone jangles? A skeleton crew. Is when there's the bare minimum of a crew. Yeah, I know where skeleton just, I just realised that that's kind of me. <laughs> it's not real skeletons. Ignore Kate. It She's is. just saying things. I'm
0: telling you the truth for once.
1: <laughs> for once. <laughs> yeah, so they checked in and they got room 217. And after checking in, they went to an empty dining room to have dinner. Where pre-recorded orchestra music played.
0: Did you say, wait, did you say room 217? Yep. I thought there was only a hundred and sixty-two rooms.
1: Huh? Did they just
0: give them random numbers? They were just like, kind of like that number, pop that on there.
1: Now you mention it, there's a four hundred room as well. But the internet told me there are a hundred and forty-two rooms.
0: Maybe when numbering rooms, they included like store closets on each floor and like the Have kitchen. Have I been bamboozled? Well, some places do. Consider, like, the dining room as, like, room number one, you know? Yeah. She's just checking to make sure she hasn't actually lied to me and all of you. But it does it seem odd. It says
1: 142 rooms. Yeah, I'm not I'm not dumb. 142?
0: I thought it was 162.
1: No, why do you keep saying <laughs> Oh, man. 142.
0: I can't, I'm not going to remember that. It
1: definitely says 142. Yeah, they must have just named all the rooms different stuff. Oh, my God, I've just dropped my phone. Yeah. <laughs>
0: This has been a mess.
1: <laughs> Either way, he stayed in 217. And after checking in, they had dinner in the dining room. It was really creepy. It was empty. Musical orchestra was playing on the radio. In room 710. Wait, in room 1 million and 6. And then Tabitha went to bed. And Stephen kind of wandered around the hotel and had a drink at the bar. And was like, ooh, it's a bit creepy. And he thought about how remote the hotel was, how big it was, and how eerily desolated it was.
0: Oh, nice thoughts, Stephen.
1: You're a horror writer.
0: You're on holiday, man.
1: He's not he wasn't there for holiday. He only stayed there for one night.
0: Oh.
1: I'm not quite sure why.
0: One night and one night only.
1: In the nighttime, he had a he had a nightmare that night. He went to bed. He had a really bad nightmare. And it was of his young son being chased down the long winding corridors of the hotel by a possessed fire hose. And he woke up in a sweat. (laughs) And he went outside on the balcony to have a cigarette.
0: Sorry, man writes horror books about killer clowns and he's in a sweat because a fire hose chased his son.
1: Yeah, also this was before it.
0: Yeah, well, I know, but it's that same man.
1: This man is a genius. He's written so many books. If you Google how many books is Stephen King, right? It says like, At least 96 or something. It always says at least. Like, no one really knows because he's written so many books.
0: Well, I guess if he had a pen name or whatever.
1: Yeah. But yeah, he went out on the balcony to have a cigarette, calmed down after the nightmare, and by the time he'd stubbed it out, he had the bones of The Shining set in his mind.
0: Wow. Maybe it was one of those super long cigarettes.
1: A really, really long one. He was out there for like four hours. It's
0: drooping off the edge of the balcony. It's, hit, it's touching <laughs> the floor on the both of his arms. He's on the fifty-seventh floor.
1: At the room 1200 of <laughs> the it's in a hot air balloon,
0: room seven thousand and ten.
1: The book was published in nineteen seventy-seven and the film was published in nineteen eighty. And it obviously did super well and boosted tourism for the hotel. Uh-huh. And they really play on the tourism, as you can imagine. Apparently they have a designated channel that just plays the movie on repeat. Wow. And they let the original Shining TV series be filmed there, and they built a hedge maze out front for the guests.
0: That's so cool. I guess there's one in the film.
1: There is one in the film. There's not one in the book, though. Huh. Interesting. However, more guests made for more stories, and that's when everyone realised that the hotel might be haunted. Ooh. People started hearing things, seeing shadows, and making out ghostly figures.
0: I think they're so, making out with ghostly figures. They
1: might have been. It's right? like, my,
0: my dude, don't. I'm not going to
1: judge these people. <laughs> <laughs> not live on the podcast, anyway. Yeah. Not if live like, on my pre-edited podcast. If
0: you like to make out with ghostly figures, that's up to you.
1: If you like to make out with ghostly figures, let us know. Email us.
0: Mythsmagicmatter <laughs> <laughs> at gmail.com
1: The hotel gained a reputation as a setting for paranormal activity after many guests reported their stories. It's also been on ghost hunters and ghost adventures. And the host itself, the hotel itself, offers guided day and night tours of its spirited history to its guests. The tour features some areas that many of the guests report to be exceptionally active. So many people are saying they see the same ghosts in the same places. These places are Room 217, the room Stephen King stayed in, formerly Mm -hmm. known as the Presidential Suite. And it currently has a library of Stephen King novels, which is quite cute. Aww. The room is said to be haunted by Elizabeth Wilson, or Mrs. Wilson. She was the hotel's head cat housekeeper, but she got into a bad accident in 1911. Head cat housekeeper? What? Head housekeeper? Cat? You just said head cat housekeeper. Did I? 100%. I don't remember saying that. I think you're a liar. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Wait till you edit this.
1: (laughs) The head housekeeper. Cat?
0: (laughs) You totally did.
1: Anyway, she was the hair housekeeper and she got into a bad accident in 1911. During a storm, she was lighting lanterns in room seven when there was an explosion and she broke her ankles.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah, she survived, but she died at uh, 90 years old in her house. And with, shortly afterwards. <laughs> with the her cat. And shortly afterwards, the hotel started receiving reports that a chambermaid was walking through closed doors in the guest quarters. Ooh. Spooky. Right? Many guests who choose to stay in this room reported paranormal activity, but mostly like wholesome activity. You might have heard of her. She's a she's a popular ghost.
0: I've <laughs> not no.
1: Well, guests report their luggage unpacked, their lights being turned on and off, items moved around, or their shoes organized. Oh. Towels folded. However, she doesn't like it if you're if you're like unmarried and you sleep in the same bed. So, because she's old-fashioned, so a lot of couples and that, that when they're laying in bed. They can feel like a cold presence between them.
0: Oh, she's laying with them.
1: Mrs. Wilson. Mrs. (laughs) Mrs.
0: Wilson, stop it.
1: She doesn't like it, so she's like, I'm going to get in between you.
0: (laughs) I feel like there's something between us.
1: (laughs) It's Mrs. Wilson. (laughs) The vortex is another place you might find paranormal activity. It's the staircase between floors in the hotel's guest house, and it's thought to have a natural spiral of energy. The cleaning staff of the hotel say that the ghosts don't like the vacuums, so when it's being vacuumed, they'll just turn him off. Like,
0: is it my cat?
1: There's a bunch of cats just haunting the hotel.
0: That's why she's the cat housekeeper.
1: Oh my God, you've cracked it. It all makes sense now. I was thinking as well, remember in uni, uh-huh. when my power got turned off when I was using my hand dryer? Hair dryer. A hair dryer. <laughs> I could have been drying my, my personal <laughs> hand dryer. Why when I, I took that? my
0: hand dryer to university,
1: <laughs> when
0: I—that's what English unis are like. Just in case you didn't know, we all bring our own. We don't have
1: towels here. <laughs> we have hand dryers and body, body dryers. dryers and hair dryers. <laughs> you bring them with you wherever you go, wherever you stay.
0: Yeah, I do remember um, your your hair dryer kept turning off. I think they just don't like
1: loud noises. I don't know enough about ghosts, but like maybe they're just sensitive.
0: Could be possible. Our dorm was 100% haunted. Oh,
1: it was. Yeah. They turned off like, it wasn't even that my hairdryer stopped working. They'd turned off the main, someone had turned off the main plug, which was in my bedroom with the door locked.
0: Well, it happened to me as well.
1: It was a ghost. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I'm just trying to dry my hair. Can you wait?
0: My dude, please. It's so flat.
1: The concert hall in the hotel also has a well-known ghost. His name is Paul. And he worked at the hotel when it was built. And late at night, you can hear him say, get out from the concert hall. While this is super creepy, it's entirely possible he says this because one of his main duties when he worked at the hotel was to enforce a strict 11pm curfew.
0: Oh, it's one minute past 11. Paul's telling you to fuck (laughs) off.
1: Paul has been reported nudging a construction worker and... He's pretty active to tour groups, so sometimes he'll, like, flash the light to let you know he's there. Oh. And I was thinking, like, do you think he knows he's a ghost? Like, he's just trying to enforce curfew, but His job is way harder now because there's always, for some reason, lots of people there. Probably. He's like, can you just, why is everyone here? Come on, guys, out? maybe if I
0: freak them out, they'll leave.
1: The concert hall's also haunted by Flora Stanley's ghost, who plays the piano, as well as Lucy, who's thought to be a homeless woman.
0: Is Flora Stanley anything to do with these, Stanley? I think so, yes. Right.
1: Lucy is super active when ghost hunters turn up, and she likes to let everyone know that she's there by flashing that light as well.
0: Wow, an attention-seeking ghost.
1: She's just like... I mean, it's haunted. <laughs>
0: oh my god, I'm such a ghost.
1: <laughs> Boo. Boo. <laughs> The fourth floor of the Stanley Hotel is thought to be the most haunted, and it's where female employees, children, and nannies stayed. Nowadays, guests report the sound of children playing. Mm. Can't think of anything worse. Hate nope. child ghosts.
0: <sighs> Not a fan.
1: People say they kids hear they hear kids running and giggling and playing and spooky child laughter. Not a fan. And cupboards like opening and closing on their own. And a specific room, some people say, is haunted. Is room four to eight. Because guests have reported How many rooms are here? So many. <laughs> guests have reported... 140, I told you. Guests have reported hearing footsteps above them and furniture moving around, but it's physically impossible, given the slope of the roof. Also, apparently a friendly cowboy appears at the corner of the bed. <sighs> a what? And it's really hard to book this room. A friendly cowboy.
0: Well, yeah, you've got all of the wannabe cowboys staying in the...
1: I love how wholesome these ghosts are. Right? I love that this was like the inspiration for a really scary movie. Considering but all the ghosts here like, just like, we're just hanging out. I'm a cowboy.
0: Considering it's so haunted, like if all of these ghosts are really there, it's so odd that not one of them is horrible.
1: Yeah. They're like, just like, oh, I'll unpack
0: your laundry for you. You're welcome. I'm a cowboy.
1: <laughs> every, cow- every cowboy. Every ghost that I found or he fully reported that like, popular ones you know the people keep saying they see it's just pretty nice they're just like we work here leave us alone don't know why the cowboy was there though he was a guest probably in 2016 a visitor snapped some photos at the grand staircase which is thought to be a popular passageway for the ghosts and when he got home he reviewed the photos and found that there was a woman stood at the top of the stairs we'll put that on social media
0: what is our social media
1: at MythsMagicPod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You're welcome. Also, something that's creepy is that the hotel has an underground cave system. Uh, wait. Huh? Yeah, it has cave tunnels for the workers to move about when it was made. Okay. That's told to be very, very haunted. And ghost hunters believe it's because the... Underneath the hotel... There's a higher-than-average concentration of limestone quartz, which is what some ghost hunter thinks capture, capture the energy of the property. So there's more, like, ghost activity there.
0: Okay. Sure.
1: And a lot of ghost hunters who've been to the Stanley say it's one of the most active locations they've ever been to. Wow. And one ghost hunter says that he explained that some ghosts are in a specific location because there was a tragedy or bloodshed, but some are there because they were really happy. And they, they want to sort of stay where, where they were happy. So I guess sort of... Oh, that's a good advert. Yeah, or like, you know, Mrs. Wilson.
0: Oh, Mrs. Wilson, she loved her job.
1: She was just happy though. Come to the Stanley. We got ghosts, but they're all really nice and happy to be here. <laughs>
0: You'll be so happy you never want to leave. My God.
1: <laughs> so that's that. What do you think?
0: It was Interesting. Uh, very odd. Like I say, that none of them were were mean.
1: Yeah, usually I feel like with a lot of those stories, there is at least one ghost who will terrorize you.
0: Yeah, just one that ruins it for the bunch. But
1: well, they all seem pretty nice. Paul could be a bit.
0: I think he's mean. just a grumpy old guy. Yeah, kind like, just out. sounds
1: like he wants you to leave his house, which is fair enough.
0: Yeah, totally. I'm not about to annoy Paul. I'll just go before eleven. Well, there you go. Yeah. A nice story. It was sweet. It was easy listening.
1: Would you stay there?
0: Probably. I wouldn't stay in, like, a ghost room. But, like, I'd go on the tours.
1: You wouldn't stay in a ghost room on the fourth floor? You wouldn't want to stay in Stephen King's room?
0: Listen, I don't even know how many rooms there are. (laughs)
1: 142. Okay. (laughs) 1,000.
0: Yeah, I, (laughs) I don't think I would stay... My trouble is, when I go to a hotel, I want to have a nice, peaceful, lovely time. I don't want but to be... we you were
1: going just to see it, not don't... for like a holiday. You were going for like the weekend. We st- we went to America.
0: We I'm not going for Colorado. a weekend.
1: No, I'm just saying we went to Colorado and we stay there for the weekend. And on one of the nights, we stay in a really nice hotel. And on the other night, we stay in Stephen King's room.
0: I just don't understand why i do it. I would totally do a ghost tour like at night. And then be safe and warm in my nice, comfy hotel.
1: You can do the ghost tour without having to stay there as well.
0: That's what I mean. That's even what we're I'm telling you. You can there for like dinner. That is 100% what I'm actually telling you. Oh, you don't want to stay You've there. You've just reworded so so you you what I've told you. told me that you
1: don't want to, even though you said yeah. What? You wouldn't want to like sit at like his desk and be like, wow, this is where this was thought.
0: Can I do that on the tour?
1: No, that's someone's room.
0: So, can we just book it but not stay there? Stay at the nice one.
1: I guess, but how much money do you think that I have? <laughs> Listen
0: up, if we have enough money to start doing ghost tours around America.
1: I mean, fair enough, yeah.
0: I'm not too arsed. Okay. I'll let's save.
1: Do, let's do the scare scale. Okay. How scary do you think this is?
0: Um, like, it's not. Everyone's nice. I guess the fact that, you know, you could have a ghost laying in between you and your partner might be a bit weird. Or a
1: cowboy at the end of your bed. As as nice as he might be, I would rather him not be there.
0: I'd say like two, then. I think it could be a little creepy. Ghosts are, just are a little creepy, even if they're nice. You can't see them all the time, but they can see you. Um, and you don't know what their intentions are. We've said this before. Even if they seem nice, you don't know them.
1: Yeah, also, I think the concept is just a bit freaky. I don't want to be like, I'm safe and alone in my room. But then I see like a shadow go past, even if it's the sweetest ghost in this the entire what world. I'm telling you. I would hate it.
0: Why would you want to stay there overnight? You're crazy, Ab. You'd hate it.
1: I probably would, yeah. Yeah, you would get, want like, to leave. Super drunk. No, I'm really drunk worse. and I'm surrounded by ghosts no. and I just don't know what to do. <laughs> Next. I'm on Instagram Live. <laughs> My God, how dangerous do you think this is? It's
0: not one. I suppose there could be some danger with Paul if you annoy him, or you know they're might be some danger. I wonder what the danger is if you're having an affair there, because that woman doesn't like it if you're not married. But if you're if you're married, just not to the person that you're in bed with, I wonder whether she would like lose a rag.
1: I bet she'd hate it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like in season one of American Horror Story: The Maid.
1: Yeah, the that's, Ghost Maid, that's
0: true. who like lures them away to be like you suck.
1: I would love to know.
0: Yeah, it'd be very interesting.
1: Unfortunately, I'm not married and I don't want to have an affair. So I will never truly know.
0: It can be arranged.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What is the likelihood that this hotel is haunted?
0: I don't see any reason why it couldn't be. I do think it is a bit coincidental that like, the room that Stephen King slept in and stayed in is now haunted, you know. That room specifically, I'm not on board.
1: I was thinking that, Yeah. but also, the fourth floor is apparently the most haunted floor, and he wasn't on the fourth floor.
0: Exactly, so why is his room haunted?
1: I don't know. What I did find interesting, though, when I was researching it, is that that was reported to be haunted years before he even got there.
0: I think I'm going to put a four for this one, because I can't see, you know, do I agree with the limestone quartz idea? Who's to tell? I haven't done any research. I don't research. Really know about this kind yeah. of thing
1: right now. I would love to, but I don't.
0: I've never heard about it before. It's just been sprung on me. There's not... You know, you haven't filled me full of information on the whole theory, so I don't know what to make of that. I don't think that Stephen King's room is haunted. I think that you would don't be a You believe in
1: little... Mrs. Wilson?
0: I, she might be there. It just might not be in his room, you know? It could
1: be because when people first started seeing her after she died... She was going through doors, and that's when everyone was like, That's a ghost, because she's just walking through the door. <laughs> it could be that she goes through multiple rooms where people think it The people notice it more in that room. Yeah. It's Stephen King's room. Mm-hmm. So she could just be like the maid of the second floor. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, she could go through the whole 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 hotel. Sorry. Goodness, I can't speak. But people just don't see her. Or
1: people are like, oh, the maid was here. But if you're in that room, you're like, it's Mrs. Wilson, obviously. Exactly. This is the haunted room. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. That could be possible. So I, see it.
0: I don't know, but I would say four. I don't see a reason why not.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a bit coincidental. The whole thing was a bit coincidental, but then I read what Stephen King actually experienced while he was there. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that much, it was just the, the dream. Yeah. It wasn't like he was seeing ghosts and then everybody else started seeing ghosts, yeah. you know?
0: Fair enough. I, I think as well, hotels. Could totally be haunted because it's such a travel place. You know, it's like service stations.
1: They definitely have a weird kind of energy for sure.
0: Yeah, it's not somewhere anyone stays apart from the people that work there. Like service stations, you'd stop there, like go to the toilet, grab some food, and then you're off again.
1: Service stations definitely have a weird vibe. Also, like airports. Yeah, exactly. Very strange.
0: That's what I mean. And like cruise terminals. It's all very odd. So, yeah, i i a hotel could totally be haunted.
1: Alternative explanations.
0: All right. It could be the hype of a ghost. You know, you've got these spooky things, you know that The Shining was based on it, and then you're like, oh my god, I see a ghost, when, like, actually, you've not.
1: Expectations. You expect to see a ghost exactly. of all the, the hauntings around it, the spooks around it.
0: It could be, I don't know how to say this without sounding like an actual alcoholic, but whenever I go to a hotel, I have a drink. And if I've had a drink, I might not be the most reliable person on what I've seen.
1: You're telling me that everyone in this hotel is drunk? (laughs) No, but like,
0: you know, if you're going... You would be there on a holiday, whether it was a short stay, like a one night stay or whatever. You know, you're having a good time, you're eating a lot of food, going out, doing random things, you know. You could be asleep, wake up, think you've seen a ghost, but like it's just your brain being like super excited because you're in a deep sleep.
1: This feels a bit far-fetched.
0: It doesn't. I've had loads of weird drunk
1: dream. What? Drunk dreams. No, not
0: I I'm not talking about drink anymore. What you know, when you're in a hotel and you sometimes just have really weird dreams because you're knackered
1: I usually have really bad nightmares exactly oh yeah because you've been
0: so busy because you're on holiday your body is absolutely exhausted you have very vivid dreams whether they're good or bad mine are normally bad in hotels so it could be that holiday brain
1: yeah okay you want me to write holiday brain
0: yeah (laughs) And it could be alcohol. I'm totally sticking to that one.
1: All right, anything else to add?
0: I don't think so. I liked your Your story, it was nice. I'm so glad.
1: This podcast is sponsored by Podcorn, the marketplace for connecting podcasts with sponsorship opportunities. You ever heard of Podcorn, Kate?
0: You know, I have actually. I use it to contact brands for great podcast sponsorship opportunities like topical discussions, host-read ads, and interview segments.
1: I think my favourite thing about Podcorn is how easy it is to contact brands directly. Like, you can just send them a pitch through a message. There's no middleman, so you're always in control of when and how you monetize your show.
0: Podcorn also makes sure that you're always protected and you never have to give up any of your rights. You can pick how much you want to make and who you want to get in contact with.
1: It can feel impossible to get sponsorships when you're not a huge podcast, but with Podcorn, all you do is sign up, connect your podcast analytics and you're ready to start reaching out to brands you think would be a great fit for your podcast and it doesn't matter how small your show is because there's opportunities for everyone
0: if you have a podcast and you want to start getting it monetized you can get started today by finding the link to podcorn in our show notes below that's podcorn p-o-d-c-o-r-n thanks podcorn and if you would like to support us too you could head over to our patreon got a whole bunch of tiers ranges from not a lot to a little bit more a month and we can give you things, such as an extra episode every month. And we're reading through Carmilla at the minute, the uh, gothic novel. And you get extra things like behind the scenes, letters, shout outs, our thanks and praise. And if you have any haunted happenings, spooky stories, or terrifying tales, you can email them to us at myths Magic, and murder at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, our Patreon link is patreon.com forward slash MythMagicMurder, and our social media is at MythMagicPod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You want to get into your story, Kate?
0: Well, may as well. We've got nothing else to do.
1: That's the point of this show. <laughs> I'm so excited to learn about this because I have literally no idea what it is.
0: All right. So, as I said, I'll be doing Mary King's Close today. My source is a Wikipedia, realmarykingsclose.com, ontheloose.com, that's L-U-C-E creepyghoststories.com, stockonscotland.co.uk, haunted-scotland.co.uk, edinburghspotlight.com, bbc.co.uk, edinburgh.org.uk. So Mary King's Close is situated in Scotland as I said, but more specifically in Edinburgh. In Edinburgh there's such a thing called the Royal Mile, um, if you haven't been you won't know. It's obviously 1 mile long, which is 1500 meters for those that don't work in miles. And it has a bunch of streets within it that kind of act as like high streets. There's like one long street and then lots of little streets coming off. So the Royal Mile runs between Edinburgh Castle and Holyrood Palace, which is why it's called the Royal Mile. Lots of royal places. Although the Royal Mile is great for pubs, restaurants and souvenir shops, that's obviously not why all of you spooky people are here.
1: I'm here. I love those things.
0: All right, well, there's more.
1: Oh, there's more than that?
0: Below the Royal Mile itself, there is Mary King's Close, a series of narrow alleyways and houses that have been built over.
1: That's crazy. How? Is that going anywhere? (laughs) How? How?
0: Okay, so of course, as per usual, I'll give you some background. Please. So back in the 17th century, Edinburgh's old town was having some issues. They had surrounded themselves with like a giant wall for sort of protection. But then they were becoming more and more overcrowded. So obviously with huge walls surrounding you, you can't expand to deal with that. So they were basically just having some trouble trading with like the old town and the new town. It was just a bit crap.
1: Bit of a faff.
0: Yeah. So long story short, the close, um, well part of the close, was partially demol- demolished. And built onto as the foundations for the Royal Exchange. So like part of the new town.
1: Okay. So they
0: were building up rather than out because they couldn't go out.
1: It's like a very interesting way of (laughs) building, which they just built on top of the pre-existing.
0: Well, Edinburgh is so hilly. I've never been. Yeah, it's it's like Lancaster. It's very hilly.
1: So they just started stacking? Yeah. Wow. So...
0: (laughs) Um, so yeah, the poorer people were living at the bottom in the, the old town as it was because obviously sewage systems weren't great. So if you're living high up, you're fine. Oh no. If you're living low down, it kind of sucked. People would still live in Mary King's Close for a while as they were continuing their businesses down there and they wanted to stay in their homes.
1: How do you get there?
0: You would go through.
1: Is it like, so... Is, are all the buildings connected and then they just built, like, up? Or did they cover the whole street in stuff so that they could build all over it? I'm using my hands to try and... The street and, isn't covered in stuff. They
0: didn't, like, coat it in tar and build up.
1: No, but I mean, like... So imagine that you get these Lego bricks and then in between there's nothing. Did they put, like, a foundation and then up and then this is the new stuff? Or did they just build... On top of the buildings already. And then the street is really low.
0: Kind of imagine if you were to build an artificial cave around something that's already there. What? So like, you know, sewage systems. Yeah. How you can like tunnel down. Yes. And that kind of thing. Imagine if you're doing that, but backwards.
1: Oh, weird. Okay.
0: Yeah. So you could still live down there because it was like a hollow place there were still buildings so and if you
1: were walking around could you see it or would you have to like travel it down there? you have to go down oh it's creepy. an
0: underground town
1: wow yeah okay i uh-huh. couldn't imagine like, what you were trying to explain i was like how is how does this work do they see is it like a really really tall city is everyone living above ground and then they can see everything else What's no going? it's not like glass floored <laughs> i didn't mean no that. that would be cool i didn't mean that doesn't matter. Please continue.
0: All right. So they were continuing their businesses down there and wanted to stay in their homes because obviously you got a family home. You're not going to move just because someone has said, actually, we're going up.
1: It'd be great for your skin never seeing the sun.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm right, but I was doing the research into it and I was like, maybe this is why we say like underground businesses and underground economy.
1: Is that just a, a guess?
0: Yeah, because I'm like, because people used to go down in like underground to get things like tobacco and like to have like wigs made and and that kind of thing
1: i guess it's possible yeah yeah
0: I, th- I thought it was pretty interesting but really who knows the extent to which services were offered so there were recorded murderers and grave diggers and everything
1: oh yeah i can down imagine there. you can't see him
0: can't get caught by the law if they can't see you You ain't wrong. (laughs) Although it seems impossible that this could have happened, Mary King's clothes seemed to have everything you could ever need. Little light, narrow passageways, a place to dunk witches. Oh, and the impossibility to escape when the bubonic plague came around.
1: It was all going so well until that.
0: Yeah, when the plague hit in 1645, up to 300 possibly infected people, not even known infected possibly infected people were left there to die as the council bricked the close up
1: what they le- oh my god wait they just shut them all in to die for real no oh
0: it's A lot of people think that. I found that on a lot of sources. But it You turns, had me hanging for a second,
1: Kate. <laughs> that was crazy. I was like, no way, why have we not talking about this sooner?
0: But it turns out that's not actually true. There were people down there that could not escape because they were quarantined, because obviously it's such a tight-knit town down there. There's such narrow alleyways and, and everyone is in such close quarters with each other that they were quarantined underground. But lots of doctors and nurses did bring them food and drink, tried to clean their houses, them, and like save the residents.
1: Oh, they didn't just shut them down there. They didn't just leave them. My God, that was crazy <laughs> for about 10 seconds.
0: Just clickbaited all of you. Eventually, though, when the residents either survived the plague unscathed and left, or whether they left Mary King's clothes on a more morbid note, it was abandoned and boarded up for 40 years. Then when people moved back in, there were so many ghost sightings. One such was from Mr. Thomas Colthart, who was a lawyer and lived with his wife and maid. The maid didn't stick around for long because the neighbours kept frightening her with ghost stories and telling her she was going to die.
1: My God.
0: (laughs) Rude. A while after... um, so she left, and a while after, Mrs. Colthart was reading her Bible passages in her house while she was waiting for Thomas to come home from work. Then a grey-bearded old man's head fell in front of her.
1: Oh no. Just his head. Ew.
0: So she did what any of us would do, and passed out. She was awoken later by her husband, but when she tried to explain what had just happened to her, he was just like, nah, you're hysterical. I just brushed it off.
1: Tom, <laughs> I'm gonna need a word.
0: <laughs> Tom, listen. That night, when the couple were in bed, a ghost appeared at the foot of the bed.
1: Was it a cowboy?
0: It was, sadly, it was not a cowboy. The couple prayed, and the ghost left. And then he returned a few minutes later with his bodies.
1: He was like, "People are praying here. To get rid of this." Guys, come look
0: at this. <laughs> Uh, one of which was just an arm <laughs> and the arm tried to shake Thomas's hand
1: they were up for a big laugh that's yeah. so funny uh-huh.
0: Thomas freaked out and he was like why are you guys here do you think Get it out. was
1: like just a floating arm you know like where the arm would be or and like crawling the rest, along it? the or whether like the arm just came along you know like a caterpillar
0: oh my god I don't know
1: <laughs> I would love to know
0: So yeah, Thomas was like Why are you guys here? Get out, please None of them replied <laughs> It said none of them replied in the thing that I read And I was like, how would the arm reply?
1: <laughs> it does like You know, like a sock puppet
0: <laughs> It does like sign language But only with one hand
1: It's really hard to understand
0: <sighs> Instead of any of them leaving A god spirit turned up Alongside a cat's spirit I don't quite know what it meant by a god's spirit.
1: God just came down?
0: I don't know. It says a god, so I don't know if it's like the Christian god or what. Okay. So yeah.
1: And also a cat.
0: And also a cat, yeah. My god. No, no, a god. (laughs) Look at me like that. The couple prayed again, and then they heard a loud groan, and the ghosts were gone, and then they didn't see them ever again.
1: Fair enough. Seems like a solid plan then.
0: So Tom and his wife lived there for the rest of their lives, and then the next people moved in. <laughs> they immediately moved out after they also saw an old bearded man's head.
1: Fair. They just left. we were, like, we're not going want to this. stay there.
0: No. Especially if the people before didn't tell you what had gone on.
1: Why didn't the head and the arm connect to make a better person?
0: Maybe they didn't like each other.
1: You haven't got much of a choice.
0: You don't know what they've been through.
1: I mean, true, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm presuming that because of this ghost problem, it was abandoned. Like, it was abandoned, but I'm presuming it was because of the ghost. It was abandoned until 2003. This is when Real Mary King's Close reopened it um, as a, a sort of tour company type thing. I went a few years ago, and I highly recommend it. It's a bit spooky. It's very educational, interactive, and you may even leave with a new friend, whether you want to or not.
1: I would love to go. Did you see any ghosts? Feel anything weird?
0: Well, I didn't, but I was also in, like, year eight. So it was about ten years ago.
1: Ghosts don't talk to children. <laughs> That's no, but
0: I wasn't on the lookout, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I guess you're probably just... Also, I
0: was in shock. I was literally in an underground town.
1: Oh, wow. So cool.
0: Um. But yeah, I'm not surprised it was haunted, though. Like, if it is, because hundreds of people died horrible, horrible deaths down there. One example of a ghost that is most frequently seen nowadays is known as Annie. She's a little girl who was left orphaned. Nope.
1: Nope. No little girl ghosts ever yep. refuse to go. Little I'm girl Annie cool.
0: was left orphaned during the plague as both of her parents died. The first report of Annie is when a Japanese psychic, Eiko Gibo, visited the close in the 90s when she was making a film about Britain's sort of most haunted attractions it originally wasn't in mary king's close itself so down there there's a bunch of different streets and closes and whatever but it's kind of known as mary king's close as a whole
1: oh right so it's not even just one street it's like a bunch of underground stuff yeah it's like a town whoa it's only little
0: it's not huge it's only like a few streets
1: that's still crazy i thought it was one street okay
0: yeah but one of the it was the one of the closes just off of Mary King's Close. It's called Alan's Close. Oh, I forgot to mention. Uh, the closes were named after notable people within the town. So Mary King was a woman that became a seamstress after her husband died. So she got a close named after her. So, yeah, they didn't just pick Alan out of a hat.
1: That's kind of sweet.
0: Alan was obviously a notable man within that close, which seems quite nice. Anyway, so Eiko is having a look around, hasn't seen anything out of the ordinary yet. Then they found that she couldn't even enter a room off of Alan's close. She said, I cannot enter this room. It is too strong. There's a child beside me. Her little hand is clutching my trouser leg. I just cannot go into this room. She was separated from her parents. She wants to go home and see her family. Her desire haunts this place very strongly. So then obviously everyone had a little break because they were all a bit freaked out. And then she tried again to go in and she was able to. And when she was inside, she spoke to the little girl near the fireplace and they found out that the child's name was Annie. Apart from missing her family, the reason she was so sad is because she'd lost her favourite doll. Aiko immediately left to buy a doll from the Royal Mile, which was literally just upstairs. And then she came back and gave it to Annie, which seemed to comfort her and calm her down. She then says, as long as the doll remains, the room will never again be disturbed by the spirit. Since this, so many people have brought toys and dolls to Annie's sh- like, shrine. They've, m- they've made a shrine for her. There's a photo on Instagram that we're going to put up. And it's really heartwarming, actually. It's a bit creepy looking because obviously it's a toy shrine.
1: Yeah, it is look a bit creepy looking. I thought, yeah, I didn't know what that was going to be.
0: Yeah, and people are even leaving like their police badges or fireman badges as like a sign of respect, which is nice.
1: That's nice. Oh.
0: What would be even nicer, though, is if Annie's doll hadn't have gone missing. Oh, no. On the 17th of April 2019.
1: Oh, no, that was so, cl- so close to now. <laughs> I couldn't think of a word.
0: Yeah, it was like pretty much a year ago.
1: I wonder how it went missing.
0: One of the guides sent out a panicked message to the others, being like, "Guys, the doll's not here." So everyone like checked the shrine to see if the toy had just fallen into sort of, with the other toys, but it wasn't there. So Annie's ghost may be haunting the close once
1: more. Oh no!
0: Yeah, so we we can't go until that's found because the
1: other toys just won't do it. I guess <laughs>
0: they're just not good enough. Um, so yeah, there is also still like a, an ongoing hunt for the toy on the website. And, uh, yeah. So if you, if you see that toy, then, uh, let them know, please. They're really looking for it. As well as Annie, there have been footsteps, whispers, the occasional poking and grabbing at Taurus, but nothing too dark yet. Okay. So it seems that most of the ghosts left down there are just sad, tortured souls who encountered death too early.
1: Well, I was going to say this was quite wholesome, and then you said that.
0: Well, I mean, it is a wholesome time, but, like, the reason that they're not mean is because, you know, they're just a bit sad.
1: Yeah, it is quite sad.
0: They had a tough time. So now you know?
1: Now I do know. It's super interesting. I think I'd like to go.
0: It's really cool. I went. They don't make too much of a big deal about the whole ghost thing down there. It's just quite educational. But, you know, I'm sure if you go on, like, Halloween or whatever, they'll make it even more spooky, but... It's a really nice time and you get your little photo taken, but it's so hilly, like to get down. So you have to go down like some stairs to get there and then it's like straight down a hill. Like just you are going down.
1: Can you just sit and slide?
0: No. (laughs) It's
1: not that bad then, is it?
0: Well, yeah, it's not not like hundreds and hundreds of metres down. But I think that's what's even crazier, is that you're literally just below the surface.
1: It, uh, I, yeah, I can't really imagine it. I'd like to go. I think that sounds really cool.
0: Yeah, and you wouldn't know either. If you just went to Edinburgh and you were just walking around the Royal Miles, you wouldn't know you were above this whole other town.
1: Such a crazy concept. Mm-hmm. They, just, they just did that. They were just like, just build up. Duh. <laughs> well,
0: guess we can't go out anymore. Who wants to knock down a wall? Psh, no one. so how scary did you think that was
1: I think mm, I think it's very creepy Mm -hmm. even just the concept without the ghosts is creepy because the fact that there's a whole town underneath another town I know it's crazy it's just wild also child ghosts freak me out the most as I've mentioned yeah maybe about three
0: three fair enough how dangerous one, yeah, nothing bad has happened yet. So,
1: if the main ghost they have is a child who's just a bit upset, it's sad, but I, and it's a bit creepy. But I don't think she's dangerous. I think if she was yeah. dangerous, if something would have already happened.
0: Yeah, if the doll's been missing a year and she was going to do anything like to bite back, you know, it would have happened. Maybe who knows? What's the likelihood of? Well, not that the town's there, because I can confirm 100% that the town (laughs) is there, so I guess the likelihood that it's haunted.
1: Um, I would say, I think maybe... What did you think about it?
0: I 100% think it's haunted. Where else is going to be haunted? It's an underground town where hundreds of people died from the bubonic plague.
1: You got me there. I'm going to say three. (laughs) Three. Three, four, I'm going to say four. No, whatever. Four, four, four. (laughs) Four. (laughs) Any
0: alternatives? No. Well, I have an alternative. People
1: think that they're a ghost because they expect ghosts in a creepy underground town. Yep, fair enough. That's my alternative.
0: I have an alternative for you. Okay. So, you know how I said earlier about a place to dunk witches in the town? yes well it's actually an old lock however there was a whole load of pollution and stuff and then you know since the town was underground I'm not surprised that there was any pollution in it but scientists have previously said that perhaps the ghost experiences are actually hallucinations from the gases rising from the lock
1: oh my god so you get like gassed when you go there and then you start seeing things
0: yeah it just makes you hallucinate I don't know how credible it is. I just thought it was interesting.
1: I think I believe ghosts more than that, but that's pretty interesting. That can be an alternative explanation.
0: So, lock gas. Because, yeah, like, where would it go? There's little ventilation. You're you're under an actual city.
1: I imagine it smelled a lot.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. It just kind of smells musty from what I remember now. But back in the days of no sewage...
1: I wonder if the people down there would go up quite a lot. Because I feel like if you think about it, it would make sense because, you know, fresh air, the sun, all very compelling. But also if your town and your community and where you work is down there, would you even bother most of the time?
0: I think it might be like how often I go to London, you know? I'll go about once every other month on a good year you know because otherwise what's the need you've got your friends you've got your family you've got your house you've got your business i'm not sure how much time these people had for leisure because they were poor so they had to work more
1: true yeah that is true
0: so if you're doing something like a bakery or a shop or you know a seamstress how much spare time do you really have to be faffing about going up
1: how much effort is it to get up there?
0: Oh, it's just some steps. It's not like a twenty-mile hike.
1: Maybe we would just went as like a way, like a, a day out. You know, like that's what I mean. Yeah, bringing my kid to see the sun.
0: Yeah, it's crazy.
1: It is. The concept is just wild. I can't. Absorb it is a true thing that I can go and physically see that exists.
0: Yeah, you can actually totally go. I'm and it's so excited. I want to go. Not even that much money. I think it's like 16.50 for adults and like 14 50 for students and concessions. Children under five can't go because of the stairs.
1: Why do you remember that? Did you Google it just now?
0: <laughs> it's on the Real Mary King Close website. Oh, I
1: thought you just had all the prices memorized. <laughs> I was like, do you work there? I went
0: 10 years ago, but I still know...
1: These are the prices. Kate's eyes roll back. It's fourteen pounds <laughs> fifty for concession.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's it's affordable and it seemed it, it was good. It was genuinely good. Whether the, the spookiness interests you or just the history and education of it,
1: I think both interest me. I think that's kind of the same thing I have with the Stanley. Is that I like that it's old and surrounded by mountains. Yeah, I think I would still like to go. Aside from the whole ghost thing, you know. Well,
0: there's so many ghostly things you can do in Edinburgh, if any of you did want to go. Because obviously there's the, um, black... tomb?
1: The black mausoleum.
0: Thank you. That was another word for tomb, I just couldn't think of it. The black mausoleum. There's what I've just spoken about. There's the chambers, which I might do another episode on, see how much information there is on it. But there's a whole bunch of haunted stuff in Edinburgh, for real. There's a lot going on there.
1: Yeah, I've never been to Scotland, I... Almost did a few times, and then we just never went. My family—we just decided to go somewhere else.
0: Well, it's got quite a mystical background, and it's where uh, J.K. Rowling wrote Harry Potter. That's cool. So, yeah, I'd like to go. It's—it's it's a really mystic, mystical town, city. So, definitely heading up.
1: This has been quite a sweet episode. I like that it wasn't overly scary.
0: Yeah, it's been easy listening, and that's what you need in these hard times.
1: For sure, yeah. Fun ghost stories.
0: But regardless of how fun these ghost stories are, don't listen before bed.
1: Listen before bed.